Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Carb Watch. I'm your host, Ben Rogers, and today we have uh, one of our most frequent guests on the podcast, and I'm, I feel super lucky for that, and we get to talk about cool things, and uh, he has a gym in Knoxville, Tennessee called Trinity Strength. Uh, he is none other than Zach Kramer. Zach Kramer, how you doing? <laughs> Very good, man. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, I rewatched yeah. the the podcast episode you did with Dr. Rogers uh, on dic- dictations. What was that? A few a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, about a month ago or so. And and I wanted to 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 follow up a little <clears throat> bit with you on that and and talk about breathing, talk about weight loss, just a a whole gamut. Um, but first, tell me kind of how you think about weight loss uh, as a coach in your gym. You know, what's something about weight loss, a way that you look at it that, that people might not realize? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I guess I don't necessarily think purely about weight loss. We think more about health overall, which obviously weight loss fits into. Um, but that's not necessarily, we, we want to think a lot more about just healthier living. So if we're looking, um, I guess what way I would say it is we're not, we don't really have like a lose this much this many pounds as fast as humanly possible because we're going to think more about how can we create a healthy lifestyle for you that's going to be sustainable past the point you lose the weight that you want to lose i find that so important because you know i i see so many of my friends uh people that we see in the office who you know they they have this goal and they'll do whatever it takes to get to that goal but they don't think at all about sustainability and and whether right. or not you can keep that up. And, and what I'm hearing from you is that it's, it's more like a, you know, what can you, the goal is actually what you, what can you do every single day? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you just have to be a little more patient, let the weight loss happen a little bit slower, but overall get healthier because you can do weight loss in an unhealthy way too. Oh, totally, totally. And then you end up, you know, gaining it all back. And, and I know for so many of our listeners, that's the most frustrating part of weight loss. It's, you know, you get down 15 pounds, but then six months later, you've gained it all back plus three, you know, right. like that's the most frustrating part. And it almost gets you out of your rhythm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I want to talk to you about is breathing and weight loss. How are they yeah. correlated? <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely not something that people normally think of. Um, I think, I think the easiest way or the kind of the initial point to go to when you ask about weight loss and breathing is just to discuss, you know, how do you actually lose weight? And I think that's, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of confusing what actually happens to the physical weight. So if we're actually talking about pounds or kilograms, what happens to that when you lose it? And the actual answer is that you breathe it out. Um, so even when we, if we discuss, right, like we burn fat or we burn calories, what's actually happening is we're converting that, um, fat or calories into fuel or different things we're going to use it for. And what's interesting is most of that, if we're going to lose the weight, it converts into carbon dioxide and we breathe it out. Um, and that's just kind of like the, the chemical process. That's how you get rid of it. So are you saying like the, because I'm a complete layman here. So the, yeah. the, the pounds are, you, you exhale them out. Is that, is that the, is that the you, most yeah, yeah. basic way of saying you, it? You exhale them out. So they, they've actually tracked. So if you track the, um, like the molecules from food and all these different things, even the oxygen you breathe in, you track the route of all those. That the, the numbers are actually, they, they tracked all this and measured the weight. And uh, what they found was 10 kilograms. So if you lose 10 kilograms of fat 
exactly 8.4 kilograms you just breathe out. So that's like, that's a dramatic amount. The rest is water. So 8.4 out of 10 kilograms, you literally exhale through burning. So how can somebody do that intentionally? So, you know, yeah. cause I'm thinking, man, that sounds like a great idea. Um, so how can we be intentional about that? Is it, is it through a, like our workouts and the way that we're breathing? I, I know you're a huge proponent of nose breathing. Yeah. So the way it ties, I mean, you're, you're exhaling CO2, you know, all day long, every time you exhale. Well, the way to increase that is by, is through exercise. So the more movement you do, you're going to create more CO2 in your body and you're going to exhale that out. So what's where this goes into is I'm sure most people have heard of um, like training zones. So, you know, there's like, there's different, there's different theories of how many zones there are, but say you have five zones and those lower zones is where you actually burn fat. Okay. Um, there's, there's three pathways for essentially generating energy. There's the oxidative, oxidative pathway, glycolytic pathway. I know we're kind of going deep into, into chemistry here, but glycolytic, uh, oxidative, glycolytic, and then creatine monophosphate. And essentially those are just kind of like your three, um, it, like those correlate with the zones. Uh, okay. Most people have probably heard of like, like orange theory. Um, they talk about staying in that orange zone. Well, really, if we're going to lose fat, we want to stay even lower than that, which is the oxidative um, energy pathway. So basically, uh, go ahead. So is that like a lower intensity zone? So are the zones yeah. based on intensity of, of exercise? Yeah, exactly. So when you, um, throughout the day, we should always be in that oxidative pathway. And the oxidative pathway is where we're actually breaking down fat molecules exhale breaking them into water and co2 exhaling the co2 so that's how, we're, how we get back to that kind of weight loss discussion is if we stay in that oxidative where we're breathing we're super relaxed we're burning fat once we start kicking up the intensity a little bit we move into the glycolytic pathway and that's actually glycolytic you hear glucose um you're burning sugar at that point okay so if you come in if you go to a gym you do a super intense like hit workout or you're doing um, super intense, short time frame CrossFit workout, something like that. You're most likely your body's trying to burn sugar. And then the last one we really need to talk about, that's like a one rep max, like heavy lift. You have a different energy pathway for that. And, and I will say, like, I, I think that middle zone you talked about, the oxidative zone is, is actually really important because um, I think the problem with a lot of people is with what they eat, they don't actually burn the sugar off. So, correct. you know, so, so then, well, and I, then so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And tying in, tying into that, we want to stay in that lower oxidative because if you hit the glycolytic zone and where you're working out, not only, um, like, are, like you said, you're craving sugar, but and we, or sorry, are you um, not using the sugar usually? But, uh, after that workout, you're just going to crave sugar. So if you, if you go too hard, you hit that really high intensity, you're going to crave sugar afterwards, which is going to create that cycle. And kind of if you're trying to diet or something and then you're working out super intense, it's going to force you to crave sugar. And most likely you, you can't control your um, kind of kind of like temptation to jump into sugar at that point. You can't control the cravings. And right. and I, I, I think what you're hitting on and what we hear all the time is is like you can't you can't out exercise a bad diet. You can't, you know, really, right. you know, exercising's. They need to meet, they need to merge. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of um, integration. And I think mm -hmm. what you're talking about is the reason why, you know, 
there's that idea that you can't, uh, if you're trying to lose weight, exercise really isn't the best option. But talk to me about that that lower stage, that lower yeah. phase. Like, wh- give me an activity that that's like. Like, what are we doing? Is it is it just breathing? Yeah. So honestly, you can stay in that oxidative. Like I said, we'll, uh, maybe we'll come back to day to day, like daily routine stuff. Yeah. But we sit with exercise for a minute. Really, as long as you stay nasal breathing, you're more than likely going to stay in that oxidative pathway. Now, once you really, really adjust to being able to breathe through your nose and it opens up and you can, you can go a lot harder, you may begin to get out of that pathway. But for 99% of us, if you're nasal breathing while you're working out, I mean, the whole workout, you only breathe through your nose, you're going to end up staying in that lower intensity. And really what I mean by that is in order for you to breathe through your nose, you're going to have to stay yep. at a lower intensity which will keep you in that zone of burning fat. Even, even cause I've, I've really focused on nasal breathing during my workouts the last you mm-hmm. know year or so. And, and I have noticed like my ability to go harder has oh, increased, yeah. you know, the more I, the yeah. more I, you adapt a lot. Does that mean, is that a bad thing or is that a good thing? No, that's awesome. I mean, you want to be able to breathe through your nose regardless. All that means is that you may be able now to kick into some of those higher zones. Um, like for instance, like I can, I can hang out with my heart rate around 170, 180 and still be nasal breathing now. So I'm, I'm going beyond, I'm going beyond that oxidative pathway more than likely. And I'm starting to do a little glycolytic work, but, um, it does give you, even at that point, it gives you the ability to pull down a lot faster. I'm sure do you feel like a better, the ability to recover is a little bit easier, even when you push it. Yes, what I've noticed is it. It felt the actual the recovery was the the workout for me. So so mm-hmm. I didn't have a hard time nasal breathing, for instance, while doing a hit workout, um, like a you know some sort of you know Tabata type um, exercise. But where, where I did struggle was when I stopped. And, and mm. I felt like I need more air and, yeah, yeah. and that was, that's where I think I made my gains was by forcing myself forcing to, stick with that, to, yeah. to stick with it. And, you know, you feel a little panicky at the beginning and then, yeah, yeah. you know, over time you, you just get more used to it. And the way yeah. I understand it is that it's my body getting used to having more CO2 Exactly. Staying in. Can, can you kind of talk mm-hmm. to us about that? Like why that's important? Because I, I, I've heard you say carbon dioxide a couple times. Is that related to the, the whole weight loss thing? Yeah. So maybe we'll, um, I'm trying to think where to jump in with that, but essentially you, you're right. So when you're nasal breathing like that, you're building up that CO2, but because you're exhaling so much less, you're building up a ton of CO2 exercising but you're only letting yourself exhale through your nose, which doesn't get out as much air as exhaling through your mouth. Right. So your body's holding on to some of that CO2. Um, and, you know, we can go as deep down this other rabbit hole as you want, but essentially CO2 is um, essential for releasing oxygen into your muscles. So that's why you want to increase your tolerance to CO2 um, so that you can have more CO2 in your body, which helps you actually use the oxygen you breathe. Which would lead to more endurance, uh, which would lead to, you know, your ability to lift more weight or whatever. So that's, Mm -hmm. so that's how you're actually going to get stronger. Um, but I'm still, can we tie it back to 
you know, you're breathing yeah. out pounds. Like, is so, uh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is tie it back to essentially how we want to stay in the oxidative pathway throughout our day. Um, and basically what you're doing, so you're, you're increasing your, by exercising like that, you're increasing your tolerance to CO2, keeping your mouth closed, sleeping with your mouth closed, you're increasing your tolerance to CO2. Right. Um, so with, without going too depth in depth to it, let's also just kind of, um, make this corollary between CO2 and stress. Okay. So just like you said, you get done with your, with your workout, that CO2 is built up a lot and you feel like kind of freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it creates, a, it creates this panic. And anytime you feel like you're suffocating. So just to make it even more clear, if you hold your breath for a really long time and you feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I need air. What that feeling is you're actually, you're actually experiencing the buildup of CO2. So, it's not that you don't have enough oxygen, it's that buildup of CO2. So again, that's just a way to think about if you can't breathe and you're holding your breath, you get super stressed out and that's because of the buildup of CO2. Okay, so tying this into day to day, if we are um, not very tolerant to CO2, then you're more likely to breathe through your mouth, okay? Correct. Back to your, ex back to your exercise example, the end of that workout, your CO2 is high, you're breathing through your nose, what do you actually wanna do is breathe through your mouth, okay? Right. And when we're, when we're breathing through our mouth, we're much more likely to be in that glycolytic or sugar burning pathway, which is going to burn sugar and make us crave more sugar. When, so when, when we, spending, when we give in and breathe, uh, take in, take in more air and breathe out more air. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yep. And, um, so basically if you're breathing through your mouth throughout the whole day, what you're, what you're doing is kicking your body into that glycolytic pathway. Even if you're just sitting at your desk, you're sitting at your desk and you're making your body burn, work like it's in a higher zone than it needs to be. So we actually need to become tolerant, you know, tie it back to becoming tolerant of CO2 so that we can sit at our desk, take diaphragmatic nasal breaths and stay in a pathway where we're burning fat instead of being stressed out and craving sugar. Yeah. The, the, the craving sugar thing really resonates with me because I think we all can relate to that. And, and that to me would be where, you know, by practicing nasal breathing, that's where the, the weight loss would actually happen would be you right. start to crave maybe just different types of food or, or don't crave sugar the way you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you hear all the time, right. That people stress eat or yep. things like that. So there's, there's this clear connection between feeling stressed out and craving food. That's not good for you. Yes. And that all ties back into this same idea of being stressed out, being in a higher like energy system pathway and wanting to fuel that energy system instead of staying in this relaxed mode. Okay. So, I want to go back to, because like, this is a lot of stuff and, and I want to make sure I understand it well. So like yeah. you want to be in this oxidative stage correct? and you want to be in that yeah. throughout the day. Mm -hmm. and, so yeah. And what that allows you to do, and, and we do that through nasal breathing, through diaphragmatic breathing. And, and what that does is it builds up our tolerance for CO2. Mm -hmm. Okay. And give me a couple more reasons why, other than, you know, I know I'm not going to crave as much sugar because I know I'm not in that glycolic um, stage. So I'm not going to be burning mm -hmm. sugar, thus craving more. 
am right. I, is that the whole idea of fat for fuel? You eat fat and thus burn fat. Uh, and you, 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 you run on fat. Uh, I'm, I'm rambling here, but I'm trying to wrap my head around. So sorry guys <laughs> to the list. No, you, no, you, I mean, yeah, you're right. So, and, it, and it's the same thing. I think we all know. Um, actually what's funny, I'll, I'll share a story that I know from your dad. Okay. <laughs> um, in high school, I did, we did a, I think it was Andy, Andy, Dr. Rogers and I did a, like a team triathlon and I had the, I had the bike, uh, the bike portion of it. Well, that was the first time I'd ever had one of those gels and I'd biked maybe 30 miles or something. And I was starting to drag. And I remember your dad had shoved all these gels into my pockets. I was like, I don't know. I've never had one of these, but I was dying. And I took one of those out and had one of those gels and it's just pure sugar. Right. You know, at that point. And if anyone, anyone who's ever done a long endurance type event and had one of those gels, they know, boom, it's like a rocket booster of energy. Um, and, and that's how we want to think about the sugar, right? It gives us this quick energy. We burn it and we're done. So you're in and out of that pathway. So you can use that to your advantage if you're, you know, training for something specific or you need that, but that's how we want to think it. We really want to be in the other pathway the majority of time. Um, and you know, to go to the total other end of the spectrum and think about sleep, we should obviously be burning fat while we're sleeping but a lot of us are mouth breathing while we sleep and you're even keeping your body in that stress state. That's craving sugar to keep it going when you're sleeping. Is there an argument for say you're, you're nasal breathing throughout the day and you're just, you're just, you're deciding, okay, this is what I'm doing, but I'm going to stay in this oxidative uh, state and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through, I'm not going to work out for, for two weeks. And I'm only, yeah. I'm only going to focus on nasal breathing is there an argument that that could be more beneficial from a weight loss perspective than oh, absolutely. working out every single day? But there's, not... there's people who lose hundreds of pounds simply by changing how they breathe. And by, so, cha- by changing how you breathe, you're just talking nasal breathing. Nasal breathing, yeah. Is there any... And, that's, and there's a big commitment to the sleep part as well because yeah. um, you can end up looking at mouth tape and things like that to force yourself to breathe through your nose at night. Have you... Have you been doing that during your workouts just out of pure curiosity? Do you uh, tape your mouth yep. during like a, a, a row session or something? Um, I've never taped my mouth during exercise. Uh, I guess I just really focus on keeping my mouth closed. Yeah. Um, and that's what I always, that's what I really encourage people to do is regardless of their workouts, you don't have to change your workouts. You don't have to change anything you really do. You just have to commit to at least a month of just nasal breathing. Um, you know, 99% of us don't have a competition coming up or something like that in the next week where right. changing or doing less intensity is going to affect some outcome of our lives. And more than anything, it's just kind of like taking a humble pill and saying, yeah. okay, I'm not going to be able to go as hard as I normally do. I'm going to be okay working out with less intensity for a month, but I'm going to focus only on nasal breathing. Uh, and that's what I did. And honestly, after a month, I never looked back and I, I think I opened my mouth for a workout the other day for the first time in maybe six months. So I think that's actually really, really important advice because as, as I was trying to transition to nasal breathing workouts, you know, the biggest thing for me was, um, intentionally not going as hard as I would originally with the idea that 
I don't want to open my mouth. And, mm-hmm. and that was, you almost feel like, okay, well, you're not getting as good of a workout, but w- can you tell us like, I've noticed I'm able to go a little bit longer once I get used to it and a little yeah, yeah. bit harder. And is that kind of the same thing you're seeing with, with you and your clients? Yeah, absolutely. You can, um, you adjust fairly quickly and you can definitely go longer. You can recover way faster. You can bring your heart rate down a lot quicker once you get used to that. And once you, you know, you really start to push it higher and higher and higher nasal breathing only what's kind of fun from there is if you push it all the way to the edge and then you decide to open your mouth, it does feel like all of a sudden you've turned on another gear. Um, and we actually teach, we actually teach gears of breathing here. So how to transition from certain types of nasal breathing into nose mouth and into mouth mouth. And we treat it just like gears of intensity where depending on how you, how hard you want to go, you shift up or shift down gears, um, to push the intensity. So talk to me a little bit about that. When would you want okay. to shift up? Just for performance. Okay. So every now and then we'll do, you know, like a competitive workout in here and you can stay, you know, for instance, say we're doing like a 20 minute long workout seeing how many rounds you could get of something, you know, it's what's, fun is once you dial in your breathing like this you can breathe nasal only for maybe 15 minutes and then essentially shift up in gears to mouth in mouth out and it feels like you have this whole new wave of energy for the last five minutes that you've just been holding in reserve the whole time so that would be in the in a situation where you're really wanting a result right now where you're wanting to like you said with the with when you were doing the 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 team triathlon and you took that power Mm -hmm. that packet of the, the power bar goo. Right. I'm sure at the time I was mouth breathing hard the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, man, yeah. like, uh, and, and for everyone out there who's listening, I, I think, I think nasal breathing has been, um, one of the biggest has had the most positive impact on my life than, um, just about anything I've done definitely within yeah. the last year which is nuts to me because, you know, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about the gear shifting. All I, all I've thought about is closing your mouth and keep it closed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I would, I would really encourage anybody, you know, to, to look into this and, you know, uh, check out what Zach's doing at Trinity. But, but, but I want to ask you one about oxygen. Should, should we be, yeah. should we be concerned um, because I, I haven't done it myself, but I know that theoretically you can have a, like an O2 sat and you can notice like your oxygen levels have not dropped when you actually feel like they have. And you know what I mean? When you feel that panic, you just mean like, like you feel like you're out of breath. Yeah. Like you're, you're worried you're not getting enough in, you know, the panic, the panicky feeling during, during, during exercise, during exercise. Correct. You know, yeah, more than likely you have plenty of oxygen. It's, it's just that CO2. It's just that CO2, CO2 buildup. Yeah. And in the CO2, and I don't know if there's like a thing happening in your brain where, you know, your brain signals going off that, you know, something's wrong or something. And it is, <laughs> but, the, but the, the truth is that your brain's lying to you at that moment is, is that kind of the way you look at it? Um, well, I would say your brain is very concerned with keeping you alive. So yes. I, I think, I don't, I don't know if I've, 
if we talked about this with Dr. Rogers or not, but uh, it, one of the, the big experiments that people talk about when it comes to that freak out mode and the CO2 is that they took these pe- they took these people who uh, had issues with their amygdalas where you that generates fear. Okay. And essentially they tested these people to see what they would be scared of, held them off ledges, snakes, everything. They didn't feel any fear from any of this, but they stuck them in a room and they pumped it full of CO2 and these people immediately lost it, freaked out. Um, and so what they proved was that in kind of like our, our uh, evolutionary brain, kind of you go all the way back to almost the brainstem, there's this reaction to the buildup of CO2 that it bypasses even the amygdala, which was developed later on. And essentially, you know, at the lowest form of anything, aerobic respiration is what keeps things alive. Um, and so we developed this immediate trigger to, to lose it and freak out and make sure we begin breathing if our CO2 levels rise too much. So that's why we're so uh, cognizant of feeling like we're out of breath, but really that increase of CO2. So, but when is that actually telling us the truth? Like when, you know, when should you freak out? You know, well, if you, I mean, if your CO2 begins to rising for, um, usually that's, that's corollary to not breathing because you're not getting rid of the CO2. Basically your body is saying, get rid of this, get rid of this. And that's why at the end of your workout, you want to mouth breathe, right? Because as CO2 is rising and you, it's not that you feel like you need to breathe in more. It's that you feel like you need to dump all that CO2. Um, and anyways, that's what you mean. You would eventually suffocate, um, if you weren't breathing. But then, you know, and, and this will, I, and, and just tell me if I'm wrong here. I, the, what I'm telling myself is our noses are meant for breathing. So Correct. if I'm breathing through my nose, that's getting me sufficient levels of oxygen. So even though mm-hmm. I might feel like I have too, too much CO2 in my, in my head, but I'm actually, I'm actually fine because I'm doing what my body is meant to do, which is breathe through my nose. Is that, is that way right. off? Is think, that too simplistic? I think, I think what you're getting to is just the fact that so many of us are much more intolerant to CO2 than we realize. And so our body does freak out a little bit because we have to kind of find the equilibrium we're supposed to be at and, and, and training ourselves to get back where we're supposed to be. We have to go through a little bit of that feeling. And you know, and, and what you're saying is that you can build up that tolerance. And absolutely. in fact, you want to build up that tolerance. Yeah. And, and you'll just feel better. You'll just feel less stressed, honestly, if you build up your tolerance to CO2. That's crazy to me. And you can lose weight, which I know is top of yeah. mind for so many people now. Now that we're in February and, you know, now's kind of the time mm-hmm. where people fall off the wagon. In Make terms of their, <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> in terms of sticking with our, with our, our weight loss resolutions. Um, Zach, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the gym. Cause it sounds super fascinating to me that yeah, yeah. you're in a gym and you're talking about going up gears and down gears with your breathing. <laughs> so like, that's fascinating yeah. to me. Kind of tell me, tell me about Trinity and what you guys are, are up to, especially with this nasal breathing stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I would say the biggest thing for us is just, we're about helping people get healthy. Um, and we, you know, we believe if you can get healthy and feel good, you're going to be happy and just honestly be better for the world better to have more happy people in the world and people who feel good. Um, so we really are focused on the basics with people. We're not going to take you in and just throw you through the ringer. We're going to focus on 
making sure you're breathing correctly, pushing you to, uh, you know, breathe through your nose when you're working out. Uh, and we're going to focus on um, a lot of movement as well. So, you know, other side of what we do is obviously exercise and movement. We are really focused on actually making sure your joints are working properly, making sure that we're adjusting the movements, the exercises that we do to fit what you're actually capable of and not forcing you into something that might get you injured. Um, so we're really about starting at the basics, kind of being that in-between for people who just want to be healthy and work out or people who are coming out of something like physical therapy and want to work out again, but stay healthy and safe. Well, and that's kind of a perfect way to round this whole conversation out is, is we started with you know, doing things in a sustainable way, you know, whether it's, right, you know, exactly. through your nutrition plan or through the way that you work out or, you know, through incorporating nasal breathing. And, you know, I think that's the whole thing in terms of like, if you're going for a run or, you know, going through a workout and your goal is to nasal breathe the whole time, well, scale it down a little bit so that you can nasal right. breathe the whole time. Don't, don't, you know, continue to push yourself so that you get out of that oxidative phase. I've had the conversation so many times with people. And I think that's a big part of our culture is, you know, more is just seen as better. So I run further, I run faster, that's better, but you can push yourself in other ways. And if you want to push yourself, push yourself by committing to nasal breathing. And yes, you may not run as fast or as far, but you're going to actually do something that's going to help you with your goals in the long run. Yeah, man. I, I love that. The whole idea of nasal breathing to to lose weight is just wild to me and it's so cool because because it it, it's so simple but so hard okay so tell me the hard part because i i know i got to be respectful of your time but i I, tell me what's what to use hard about it is it is it just the commitment is it the i think it's the commitment for people i i mean i'm a nerd about this stuff so i loved it and jumped you know head first in but I know for a lot of people, like I've had this, had the discussion about you have to go slower, you have to do less. And that's a hard discussion to have with people because they don't want to have to do less. They want to feel like they can do more. Um, so it, it's mainly the commitment. Yeah. And, and being okay. I don't know if this is exactly correct, but you know, being okay, taking two steps back, you know, to, yes. to, to take three steps forward. Uh, exactly. you know, I think that's, and that's a, a step that, a lot of people maybe are unwilling to make, you know, same thing with workouts. They're like, you know, as soon as I start to, as soon as I decide I want to, you know, work out, they're working out, you know, for two hours a day, seven days a week. And, you know, a week and a half in, I'm like super, (laughs) super worn out and probably hurt, you know? So it it just seems to be all about sustainability and and nasal breathing can kind of naturally bring that in. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, man, tell us how to find Trinity. Uh, what's your social channels? Give us yeah. your website so people can find you. Yeah, um, you can check us out at trinitystrength.org. Uh, and Instagram's our main place, so just trinity underscore strength. But yeah, check us out and uh, at least hop into our newsletter. So we're sending out information all the time about um, nutrition, exercise, and a lot about breathing as well. Is there a, a link to sign up for that newsletter? Because we can put that in the show notes. If you just hop in um, on our website, uh, hop in on one of our buttons on our website and you'll, cool. you'll be in. Cool. We will put those in the show notes folks. Awesome. Uh, and I, I believe, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna get into your gym with some, with some, some yeah. video here Do shortly. So, Come on. so, uh, so guys stay tuned for that. We're going to get some, some real life instruction from Zach here and, uh, to everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we've been thinking outside the box with Zach Kramer 
from Trinity Strength. Thanks, and as always, we're going to see you guys next time. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.